If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great iron and hard top, it's Kevlu and Ski since the sandbox. Since the sandbox fans, we are back with another special episode. It's the NFL sophomore slumps or success. So taking this back to last year when we were going through our draft coverage. You know, we had a lot of those sophomore guys from the previous season talking about their slump of success for the upcoming year. Uh, and we're going to dive back in it. And we actually have our guest for our second episode, Uncle Tony, here for the Hello. NFL sophomore slumps of success. What's up, Uncle Tony? What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> um, but Lou and Kev, I want you guys to kick it off first. And this is someone that's in a position where he's going to have to really play to determine if he's going to be the starter for this franchise going down the line. And we're starting that off first with Tua. And Kev, I'll come to you first because mm-hmm. you're a lefty here, so <laughs> we could you could show that lefty connection, that lefty love. But I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about Tua going into this year, regardless of what's around him. But do you think we're going to get a slump or success from Tua? Tua is one of the harder ones because I feel like it's it's kind of like a neither nor. Like I feel like it's just going to be you know if he does stay healthy and and play the whole season, I feel like it's going to be one of those more if he got the job done than like he excelled at the job type mm-hmm. of things. But I mean, since it's the slump success episode, <laughs> I'll uh, I'll just I'll just say slump, just because I mean I think obviously in the long run, Tua will probably be the better quarterback. But I feel like a lot of the momentum last year from the Dolphins kind of came from Ryan Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And with him not leading the way that first half of the season for Tua to kind of step into, it's going to be tough to see how he how he comes out and puts together, you know, a clean 16 games if he can. So just for that reason, I'm going to say slump just because I still don't think their offense is, is there yet as far as weapons for Tua. So, I mean, unless their defense can win them games, I don't really see their offense being one of those teams that can come behind from leads and stuff like that. No, fair enough. Slump. Slump, yeah. slump, slump. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, nah, it's just like... You sign Jacoby Brissett, who's, like, already better than him as today stands. Mm-hmm. Like, he knows Brian Flores, like, personally. And, like, I feel like not that two is, like, mentally broken, and that's the only reason I think he's going to slump, but it's like, dude, you can't play this. You're the starter until you mess up, and then we're going to go to someone else. Then we're going to see if you can do it. And then if you can't, we're going to put it back <laughs> in. It's like, that's not how this works. You have to let him fall flat on his face or let him rise to the occasion. And I, I don't think he has the it. I don't I don't think he ever did. I Really think there's ever an Alabama quarterback who does. Yeah. So like I'm all out on him, and I'll I'll put money Brissett starts by week ten. Wow, ten. I mean, wow. it might, maybe even sooner. Yeah, I I've said ten just because how far are they behind the Pats? The Pats, Bills, and the Jets. It's like you have the best weapons outside of the Bills in the division. It's like what more does Tua need with the defense? And you have Bill Belichick with like a full army. <laughs> of like the dark side, <laughs> and then like, and then you have the Bills who are already better than you, so they they can't afford to go zero and two versus both those teams. So yeah, I agree. That's it. All right, Ant. Slump or success, Tua. My man Zach Gregg's not gonna like this, but oh, I, Greg! I, I Shout am, out Zach Gregg. Yeah, I am gonna say slump, but I I think it's just because he, I gotta see him create his own juice. You know what I mean? Like he's that it. You know what I mean? Like that's all it is. Like. Fit like what Kev was saying. Fitz was given most of the juice. So you see him coming in the game. He's staring like a crazy, like a maniac. Yeah, like yeah, Fitz. He exactly, just gets everyone yeah. going. But like, two is more of like the quiet kind. Like, like Russ. Russ is a quiet kind too. But he's still a leader. He's gonna yeah, fight. I gotta, yeah. See, too, yeah. I gotta see more leader qualities out of Tua right now. But. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And and I'm gonna agree. And this is four across the board. I'm gonna say slump too. So that we're we're putting a lot of doubt here. Um, <laughs> sorry, in, in Tua. Yeah, sorry, Zach. <laughs> in 
you know, the thing is, is I don't see that if factor either. And honestly, I don't see Miami being patient enough to wait. Yeah. Their roster is good enough now. And we already hear the Deshaun Watson talks. Mm-hmm. We already heard so many things about Tua not being in with Ryan Fitzpatrick. So if he's competing with Ryan Fitzpatrick, there's a lot guys. There's a lot of guys that are out there that are already better than Ryan Fitzpatrick. Where if they think that Tua is not going to be that good or develop into that stud that they thought that he was going to be or the tanking for Tua was going to be, they'll, they'll flip that switch real quick. I mean. Lou, you, Lou, you said it from the jump. I mean, you, you, wow, no pun intended. <laughs> you, you didn't like Tua from the jump. No, so. there's no it. Like, there's no it. Like, I just when you play with like the best players like in the country with the best coach, and then all of a sudden everyone's like, oh, he can throw far. He's like the guy. Yeah, it <laughs> doesn't work for me, dude. And like, he's got legit Bo Jackson hips. So right. like, I, I can't. I really can't. All right, so let's move this to another one at, at the quarterback position. Uh-oh. And this is a, a, a scenario that Lou painted for Kev in the last episode. Mm-hmm. The NFL Would You Rather. So make sure you guys go and check that out. But here, Jalen Hurts. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start this off, and I'm gonna say that Jalen Hurts is gonna slump. And I don't think he had enough of a sample size to really learn on his own so much last year. And I think that there's still going to be a lot of petty failings in Philadelphia going into next year. They made no moves in free agency. They need to get underneath the cap. And they're paying all their veteran dudes still from the Super Bowl back in 2017. Mm -hmm. I think that this is going to be a bad year for Philly. And I think that this is going to be a bad time for Jalen Hurts to really try and show or prove himself. And I think, I honestly think that Philly could be in, I don't want to say as bad of a scenario as the Houston Texans, because clearly there's more advantages to them than being a Houston Texan right now. But I don't think things are looking good for Jalen Hurts, and I don't think that the Eagles are sold on him being their future either. Yeah, I think he's going to slump too. I just like, (laughs) I can't like, I can't say like a scenario, like maybe like he's going to look all right, but like the team itself will fail. Like, maybe we'll get, like, oh, like, he could definitely do more and, like, be that guy with better pieces. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, like Steve said, like, there he's just set up to fail. So, it's, like, if, if he succeeds in any way, like, good for him. Yeah, I mean, you could just see how invested teams are in their quarterbacks. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, at least, let's look at last year, right? A, a rookie quarterback coming in, Justin Herbert. This is another guy that we're going to talk to at some point in time, right? At least the Chargers last year, they paid all their offensive guys that they needed to. They invested in in the offensive side of the ball in the draft. And, I mean, even though they didn't retain Hunter Henry now for him, at least his rookie year they did, and they tried to make it work with Hunter Henry, and it just wasn't going to work. Whether they didn't want to pay him, they didn't think it was worth it, or whatever the reason is, so be it. But at least they gave him a chance. I mean, who's Jalen Hurts' number one weapon? Miles Sanders at at, at a running back position. You know what I mean? Uh, And, and, And outside of that, I mean, yeah, Goddard's good, but they're looking to get rid of Ertz. And this is someone that's coming in for, like, a, you know, a first full season. Just don't think it's favorable. Yeah. No, I'm with you, too. I think slump, I mean, like you guys said, law has to do with just what, what he's set up with. And, and like Lou said, he's set up for failure, the kid. It stinks because, like we talked about in the last episode, I do think he's better than Tua, but I do think Tua's in a better situation right now. I think if the roles were reversed then I would definitely give the success to Jalen Hurts. But Mm -hmm. it is what it is. He just doesn't have the weapons. And like you said, we haven't seen a sample size big enough to say, like, oh, it doesn't matter that he Yeah, like, Mm -hmm. oh, like, this guy can carry them anyway. Like, he's not Pat Mahomes. Like, you know what I mean? He's not going to come in and and just be that guy. He's going to need weapons to establish himself with. I agree with that. (laughs) I don't think think Jalen Hurts has anyone. Like like you said, Miles Sanders is the only guy I can 
really think of that's been that made plays last year. That's still on the team. You know what I mean? Yeah, Jalen Rager. Yeah, Jalen Rager. <laughs> Jalen Rager. They get Devonte Smith in the draft. Yeah, we'll see. Unless they can like, you know, surround him with who he needs to be surrounded with. I don't really see him, you know, taking off like he should, which is yeah. sad. But that's sad but true. Yeah, the saddest thing in life is wasted talent. Yeah, right. Yeah. Nah. See, I mean, seriously though. But let's stick with the quarterback position here. And here we have Justin Herbert. And I mean, I feel like this one could be. You know, it, it could be another unanimous one. I mean, we're, we're two unanimous picks here in a row, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna favor that we're gonna go in that direction. I'm gonna start us off with I think Justin Herbert's gonna be successful. But here's here's my thing, and this is this is how I feel about a lot of these first year rookies. Depends on what you determine success as, right? Because if you're gonna go in and put expectations for Justin Herbert to be a guy to have over 4,200 passing yards every single year, it's not gonna happen because the Chargers still sucked last year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, they do. Keenan Allen's really good. Austin Eckler's really good. They do still need to figure out that tight end position. Right. I mean, they don't have a horrible second back in Joshua Kelly, but that offensive line can get better. So I think that there's a lot of pieces around Justin Herbert that he can't necessarily control that can affect his play for this year. But I also still think that when you see the type of play that you saw from Justin Herbert off of practically no sample size because, I mean, yeah, he's coming from college, but he wasn't even getting the starter reps un- until the lung of Tyrod Taylor was punctured. You know <laughs> yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? <laughs> yeah, however it was. I mean, he looked good in hard knocks and stuff, but what does that ever show us? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I definitely think that Justin Herbert is going to be uh, a successful player. Yeah, I think... I think he'll be successful as well, but like Steve, I think you, you said it right. It, it depends what you think uh, of success. I think success for them is like 8-8 eight and eight up or above, and you compete for the second spot in that division in a wild yeah. card. I mean, they're starting from with a new head coach, new pieces around him. You know what I mean? The defense isn't great. So if he can just bring them to contention from what they were, I mean, the kid's successful. Like You, you yeah. really can't say, like, it's his fault. Like, what was he supposed to do? Like yeah. play defense? <laughs> yeah. Definitely. I mean, like yeah. I feel like the quarterback determines all, and I think we saw more pop. You know what I mean? The Raiders have more flaws, and Drew Locke is just like a turn. He's like Jay Cutler 2.0. In your so opinion, it's like, is he a better is he a better quarterback in that division than Derek Carr? Yeah, I'll say yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I agree with that. Yeah, I, agree I, with I would that. say right now he does more. I mean, and he he has a he has a worse coach. In a more beat up roster, and he still outplayed Derek Carr in the time he had. He did. And like, how many more chances are we gonna give Derek Carr to like make something happen? Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I I 100% agree with you guys. It's I think close, he's though. gonna be a success. And Lou, Lou, you hit the nail on the head. I, I was gonna say that too. I mean, for for the Chargers, it's really you know competing for that second spot. Obviously, we know the Chiefs will probably finish first in that division. But I feel like if you can sneak into like you said a wild card spot which I think the Chargers realistically can do if, you know, if Justin Herbert keeps up the play that he played last year. I think they could sneak <clears> into, like, that second wild card spot at, like, a 9-7 and seven, or even maybe a 10-6. and six. It depends. 9-7 and is probably more realistic. But definitely a success. I mean, he's set up better than both the rookie quarterbacks we talked about, and he's just more talented than both these guys. So I definitely think he's going to be a success. And like I said, if they make the wild card, then I consider that season a success. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they're gonna get there. But, right, right. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. Herbert's got a cannon, dude. That dude, that dude can sling the ball. And he's just got like, he's got the he's got the weapons too right now, right? Yeah. The young Keenan Allen, Mike, yeah. Mike Williams. Mike Williams right. Yeah. 
Hunter Henry's still there, right? He didn't leave, did he? He just signed. He's in there with the Pats, that's right. <laughs> that's <laughs> sick. When these Pats fans finally get All these non-Pats fans. <laughs> every every offseason, I feel like Pats fans are like, oh, we're going to get him, 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 and him. And it's finally happening this year. Like, wait. Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think I think Herbert's headed for success next year, definitely. No, he definitely can be. And, and now I want to take this to the wide receiver position. And, Kev, I'm going to come to you first. And I want to know if you think Jerry Judy is going to be a slump or success. Damn. Um, that's a tough one. I mean, definitely one of those coin tosses. I think, I mean, obviously for him it's the quarterback situation there, right? I mean, we all know that. But I think having Cole and Sutton coming back healthy this year will be good for him because now that just gives the defense someone else they have to cover. And I feel like, I mean, assuming Drew Locke's going to be the quarterback for the season in Denver, if he even has a half-decent season, then I think Jerry Judy will be successful. I mean, we saw Justin Jefferson be successful, but we ha- he had Kirk Cousins who can get on the ball. And, yeah, Kirk Cousins isn't great, but if Drew Locke can be, you know, average at best, then I think Jerry Judy can be successful because I do think he's talented and I do think he'll be a good, you know, 1B to Colin Sutton, like I said. And with them too healthy, it's going to be tough to guard them on the outside because they're both quick and they can they can both, you know, kind of play both, you know, that slot and that deep threat, you know, kind of mm-hmm. role. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see. It's, it it really all depends on the quarterback situation honestly, but I think it'll be a success. Yeah. I agree with that, Kevin. I think it'll be a success even it'll be in despite of Drew Locke, which will make it more impressive, but I think they're a talented young offense. It just comes down to him and can they get it together on both mm-hmm. ends of the football because no offense good too. Yeah. yeah. No offense is a dog too. I think Jerry Judy just again, we were talking about Justin Jefferson's routes earlier, but He's got some crazy routes I've seen, especially like I remember watching in college, but like especially last season when it was just him and he was just he's just really good dude. I think he's nasty. I think yeah. he's. A, a... I'm honestly gonna go slump here, and and the reason why, yeah. the reason why I'm gonna say slump is just look at the scenario. I mean, I I think it's just tough to say that the Broncos are built for success. And realistically, I I think anyone in that division is set to fail going up against the Chiefs. I mean, they just reinvested in that offensive line. We know that they're invested in their offense, and realistically going against them twice a year, except if you're the Raiders, I mean, that that's probably a given L for you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, unless you're the Baltimores, unless you're like the Colts, I guess I'll say the Bills. And, and the Pats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever, Kev. <laughs> um, but the reason why I'm going to say slump is I really don't think that we saw – from Jerry Judy, what we saw from Justin Jefferson or C.D. Lamb. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying we didn't see that collegially, because clearly we did. Yeah. And I'm not saying that we don't see that route running or like anything like mm-hmm. that. But when he's covered, you know, the, the ability to create the separation, I don't want to say it wasn't there, but I just don't think that the way the offenses ran under Pat Shermer in Denver – is going to cater to the success of Jerry Judy. And I'm not saying that an offense has to cater to his success, but if we're talking about Sumper's success here, I just think that even having expectations for Jerry Judy to catch over 1,000 next year would be just high expectations. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I honestly think that it's more likely that Colton Sutton, has, Colton Sutton has more success in that scenario than Judy does. Mm-hmm. So that's why I go that way. So I don't want you guys to think that, that I, I got all hate for these guys. I, I got Tua slumping. I got Judy slumping, Hurd slumping, and a couple more slumps coming up on the list. So I'm going to come in here with my next sophomore slump or success, and I got Jonathan Taylor here. So here's the thing. 
Jonathan Taylor absolutely flourished for the Colts last year, and I'd say he's a big reason why they had success in the second half of the season, Luke. And if you guys were following since the Sandbox at that point in time, I called that over CEH. So, you're welcome. But I definitely think that Jonathan Taylor has success, but to a certain extent, because I don't think he's going to go on the run that he had last season Mm -hmm. and carry, carry, carry for over 130-plus like he was doing. I think Jonathan Taylor could still be a 1,000-yard rusher. I think it's going to be tough to see the way that they like to run their offense successfully, especially with Carson Wentz there now. I think that the running game is going to be a little bit more dynamic, and we're going to see more of the committee even more involved going forward. So I think there's definitely going to be success for Jonathan Taylor, but just to a smaller extent, Lou. So if I could predict perfectly for JT next year, I'd probably say 1,100 yards, Eight to ten touchdowns, two to three hundred catching the ball. I feel like that'd be pretty solid mixing in um, with, with couple, a couple of other guys that they would have at that position. Yeah, Steve, I have him as a slumber. Do I, you? I, wow. Yeah, wow. like ju- just because of like you have a QB that throws the football down the field more, and it's like there's no there's not as many Philip Rivers dump offs. Mm-hmm. And like Steve said, it's gonna be a committee. I mean, you have him, Marlon Mack, Wilkins, Hines. I mean, like. Yeah. Everyone's gonna have to eat. I, I agree with that assessment, team. I'd probably say like a thousand rushing, and maybe five hundred catching. Like I think you said, eight to ten touchdowns, which is like I think good, but I think it's a step back from what he was. But like that just yeah. happens when you get a QB that passes it more. And Wentz is gonna move with the football too, mm-hmm. so That's he's gonna take it himself for at least two hundred yards total on the season. <laughs> so I, I expect a slight slump. But like Steve said, still successful. It's just. The bar we set for each guy. I do think a lot depends, too, on, on what they invest in the wide receiver position. Exactly. Now, because if they don't invest, they could rely on the running game heavy, you know? Yeah, like kind of like and, a Miles Sanders-esque role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think I don't think that they're going to try and run Jonathan Taylor to the ground either, yeah, you know what no. I mean? I think that they're going to try and protect him. Um, so I definitely think that the Colts will, uh, again, invest in wide receiver in the draft. But we just know that they, they're smart buyers and they're not going to overbid. So Yeah, let's go O-lineman, wide receiver. That's all we need. <laughs> yeah, I mean, JT's such a tough one because, like we said, like he had such a big role last year, you know what I mean? And he, the, you the know, bar's so high. Right, but, yeah. I mean, I still have him as a success just because I feel like since they have that quarterback that can, you know, not that Phil, I uh, know I'll say Philip Rivers was, was pretty bad, but yeah. not not awful. But obviously, yeah. you know, they have yeah, that quarterback that can throw now, and I feel like that'll, you know, kind of open the field and it won't put as much pressure. Because I feel like there were a few games last year that it was kind of like, let's just like, can't, like, Jonathan Taylor. Exactly. Yeah. Like, that's all we can do right now. You know what I mean? So I do feel like Wentz will give up that freedom. But at the same time, I do think that kind of knocks Jonathan Taylor's stats a little bit. So it's yes. kind of a tough one. But I think as far as – I feel like as far as his versatility maybe could, you know, be a success. I don't want to say, like, his role because obviously we know he had such a big role last year. But I feel like his role will change a little bit and help the Colts be more successful than – For sure. You know what I mean? I like, that. I feel like it's going to be, like, maybe he'll get, like, less yards. But, like, the Colts will win an extra two, three games just because of the versatility with him and Wentz and all the other guys. Yeah. So I haven't missed his success just because I think the Colts will be better with him and Wentz yeah. in the backfield. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, I'm going to agree with you, Lou. Not not a um, not a drastic slump, but a little bit because you got guys like Marlon Mack coming back. Mm-hmm. You got a new quarterback in Wentz, who's who, like you said, is going to move. He's going to take 200 yards at least on the season rushing. Yeah, as, like he because we're hoping we get some of that that Eagles ask Wentz, mm-hmm. right? So, <laughs> so, so we're yeah, hoping. Motion. What are you a yeah, Colts yeah. fan now? We're <laughs> hoping for that yeah, Eagles ask Wentz. Yeah, 
But I'm, you know, I, I always just hope that these guys that have been out of the league I, that we've seen flashes from that they come back and they they show like what they like. That's why I'm rooting for Cam right now. You know what I mean? Right. I want Cam. I want Cam to show everyone that he was an MVP. I want Carson Wentz to show everyone that he should have been an MVP if he didn't get hurt. You know what I mean? I want. I'm, I'm always rooting for these guys. So. And I think it's the time in the episode where we start to pick on Kev. Yeah, I know. <laughs> might be. Might be. I don't <laughs> know. on me first. I got to defend myself. That's the theme around there. Um, but, guys, let's stick with this running back position, and let's talk Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Mm-hmm. Um, Uncle Tony, I want to hear what you have to say first. C-H. C-H. I want to say a success, but are they going to rely on the run like like that this year? Like that? They don't. Le'Veon's not there anymore, right? Is he? No, is he gone? No, he's gone. He's gone. So it's just him. Are they gonna? That, that's the only running back they have now. Is what about Williams? Is he coming back? He's at coming a, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Off yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So I don't know. I just didn't see like he had a great season last year, but solid. I, yeah, but I just think that we're gonna just see more of the Mahomes and Kelsey and Tyreek show. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know if now it's just Mah- Mahomes is so good that they have to focus all on him. They're not gonna like. I feel like they don't really have to worry about Clyde, but. I don't know. I, I I just didn't see a lot. Out of, I saw a couple games out of him, but I just didn't see too much out of him. I think slump. Yeah, I'll say success just because I, I think they kind of realized, like, in the Super Bowl, I mean, you have to run the football to some degree. Like, that's why the Bucks won the game. Like, every great team has, can, to, run has to run the football. Yeah, and yeah. I think it'll be better than last season. Again, there'll be no splits or as many splits. Hopefully more health. And they're kind of trying to rebuild the O-line. So I think it'll be a success. I, I still don't think it'll be like a top five running back in the game or even top seven or eight, but definitely a success and, and some improvement. Yeah, no, I hear that. I honestly think that he's going to be a slump. And the reason why I'm saying that, once again, I told you guys I had a couple of slumps on here. The reason why I think he's going to slump is because I don't think Kansas City's focused on running the ball at all. And Lou, I do, I do absolutely agree with you after – Getting kind of exposed how they did at the end of the playoffs last season and the Super Bowl and, and whatever else. I think that they understand that they need to run the ball. Their offensive line was not good enough to run the ball. And I don't think Clyde Edwards was good enough to be that bell cow back that they were probably yeah. expecting, especially taking him in the first round. So I'm happy that Jonathan Taylor ended up being a better back than Clyde Edwards Holier was. Now I would mm-hmm. say that going forward Jonathan Taylor will still be the better back than Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I do think that CEH is a better pass catcher, and that might be a little more of a strength of CEH, but I'm not knocking Jonathan Taylor's pass catching ability at all. i just rather the bruiser, that type of running back, I think it would be a little bit more productive. And to be honest, I feel like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire will split often with Damian Williams, like Mm -hmm. you said. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, the checkdowns and stuff like that are all things that cater to that whole Andy Reid system. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also have slump. I mean, honestly, I just I just do think the Kansas City Chiefs kind of take a step back this year just because I feel like the Bucks, like you said, Steve, exposed them, and now they've given defenses kind of the formula to beat the Chiefs. And like we said, if, if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire isn't going to be that back, you know, that's going to pound it in and, and get them yards and behind that, you know, mediocre offensive line, then I don't know if they're going to be able to run the ball again. You know what I mean? And it's it's it all comes for a circle. If you can't run the ball, you're you're gonna get exposed, and it's just crazy because I mean I don't know I, it, yeah I I got a slump for Clyde Edwards Lair. Have to yeah have to. Since the Sandbox fans, that is gonna wrap things up for a NFL sophomore slump offensive edition. Make sure to tune back in for our defensive edition coming to you guys next week. We would like to thank Uncle Tony for joining us in the studio once again. Let's go. 
Cousin, you're always welcome. You know that. Anticipating that new music dropping. Um, and, and definitely can't wait to work together again yep. soon. Since the Sandbox fans, make sure you head over to our YouTube channel. Hit that like and subscribe button. Make sure to put on that notification button. That little bell. Uh, gotta love that for you too. Uh, Lou's looking fly in the Armani shades. Yeah. <laughs> Real incognito. Today. Oh, let's go. But, Richie incognito. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, make sure you go to sensesandbox.net to buy your born and raised in East t-shirts and get your last hoodies that we got left. Make sure you're rocking those like your favorite podcasters. Peace out, guys.